0: Hello, hello, and welcome to In My Shoes. It's a podcast for women of color where we talk about the issues that we're facing on a daily basis. And I am your host, Karen Davis Thompson. And today I am so excited for this guest. Um, I got to watch her Instagram live on Sunday. She is an ice cream scientist. Y'all, I didn't even know that was a career. It's amazing. She is hilarious, Uh, brought me a lot of happiness on a Sunday. And so I just wanted uh, to talk to Dr. Maya Warren and find out what it takes to become an ice cream scientist. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we'll get started. So hello,
1: Maya. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself and uh, anything you want them to know. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for having me today. It's so wonderful to be here. And thank you for joining Ice Cream Science with Dr. Maya. I saw you tuning in the other day. And uh, for the audience, I just want to let everyone know how cool it is to be an ice cream scientist. I am indeed an ice cream scientist. I work for Cold Stone Creamery in R&D, and I absolutely love anything and everything about ice cream and all of its close cousins. So they're all frozen aerated desserts. So that that means like ice cream, gelato, frozen yogurt, frozen custard. or survey, Sherbert, you name it. I know it. I love it. I breathe it. I eat it. And I cannot wait to, to have a discussion with you today to help inspire other people to, you know, sort of think outside the box with, with their jobs and or careers.
0: I am, when I saw this, I think I saw an article on you and I was like, ice cream scientist, that has got to be one of the coolest jobs on the planet. So tell me what does an ice cream scientist do?
1: So as an ice cream scientist, I'll first start with like getting there, actually. So I have a bachelor's in chemistry, a bachelor's of arts in chemistry from Carleton College in Northfield, Minnesota. And then I have a PhD from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where I studied food science. But my specialty was in the microstructure, sensorial, and behavioral properties of frozen aerated desserts. And so with that, I could have done a lot of things. I could have, you know, gone and opened up um, an ice cream business of my own. I could have done, you know, professorship. I could have, you know, worked in a lab somewhere. I could have gone to, you know, worked for, you know, a lot of different major companies and so as an ice cream scientist the sky is literally Like not even the limit. Like You can do anything and everything that you want. But in general, now, I do a lot of um, ice cream formulations uh, to be able to produce ice cream mix um, for literally places all over the world. And so I I use my knowledge, I use my skill set to be able to make new ice cream mixes, troubleshoot existing mixes, but also create new and unique, cool, uh, tasty flavors. And so that's a really fun part of my job. But I'm not only doing flavor work. I actually do like the, the dirty work of creating ice cream mixes from the ground up um, all over the world. So it's really, really fun. And
0: did you know that this was something you wanted to go into, um, you know, when you were in, in high school or middle school? Um, did you just think you wanted to go into the sciences? How,
1: how did this evolve for you? So actually, I did not even know food science existed until I was a senior in college and I was over my best friend's house at the time um, in in college. And we, we went. We were watching the Food Network, and on this particular show called Unwrapped, they went into a flavor chemistry lab where they flavored, uh, they're making soda taste like different parts of your traditional Thanksgiving meal. So you had like green bean casserole flavored soda, you had turkey and gravy flavored soda, you had cranberry sauce flavored soda, and if you're like me, you're like, oh my gosh, that does not sound good at all but it was I was so intrigued because I was a chem major and I was like, hey, I could become like a flavor chemist. And so that was actually my first introduction being a senior in college. That's my first introduction to food science. And so I kind of put my head down and I was like, how am I going to get, in, get to know, learn more about food science? The school I went to, Carleton College, is very small. We didn't have food science as a major or even as an option. And so I ended up being able to intern at a cereal company, just a bike ride up the street from my from my uh, college. And I learned so much there. One thing I learned, I didn't necessarily really love grain. Like I don't really, you know, not really into wheat and barley and oats and things like that. I understand that they are very important. I just wasn't really into the science of them per se, but that internship taught me how much I really loved food science. And so I was like, you know, what, what food do I love? And I was like, I love ice cream. I'm going to go and become an expert in ice cream. And at this time, I still didn't even know it, it, I could do it. I just said it. And then I ended up finding a professor um, at University of Wisconsin-Madison, Dr. Richard Hartel, who is an expert in phase transition and crystallization science. So in the lab that I was in, we did everything from um, ice cream research to chocolate. So bloom in chocolate, maybe that's a fat bloom or sugar bloom. You know, when chocolate looks a little kind of like ashy, we would say, that's actually like a a fat bloom or a sugar bloom um, that's going on in chocolate all the way to... Um, working with caramels and hard candy and soft candy and gummies, gummy candy and pectin set gummies and, you know, all different kind of things that we studied in that lab. And so I didn't really get introduced into what I really could do in food science until a senior in, in, in college. And then it wasn't until I actually went to graduate school that I really realized what I was actually saying <laughs> and that I could actually end up doing it as well. So I got kind of started late, I would say, but I think it was the best time because I have the chemistry foundation to be able to help me get uh, help me to be even better understand the the chemistry that goes on in ice cream as well
0: and I love the show unwrapped the stuff that they sometimes talk about on that show it's like I didn't even know you could do that so I I love the show I can see where that could be an inspiration for you so tell me what is it that you love about ice cream why is it something you love so much
1: I love ice cream simply because it is a food that brings people together and puts smiles on people's faces and joy in people's hearts like no other food can. When you usually when you eat ice cream, you're usually like even if you're in a bad mood beforehand, you usually be Get into a good mood, just because that's what ice cream does to you. But it also crosses all kind of barriers. It it it's, it's it has no barriers to religion, to language, to gender, to political beliefs, to to anything of that nature. And so it really d- can unite people all over the world. But then when we start getting into sort of the nitty gritty of ice cream, I just love the science of it. It's one of the most complex foods known to man. It actually isn't just like a solid or a liquid or anything like that. It actually has three phases. So it's it actually is consist of air cells which is the gas phase um, it consists of partially crystalline fat globules as well as ice crystals which, rep- which represent the solid phase then there's a serum phase that we which we call, we call a serum phase it's actually partially liquid and so that's the liquid phase and so it's one of the foods that actually has three phases that in which we eat it and its we eat it in its set state of it being frozen one of the only foods that we really eat like that. Um, and I look at I look at ice cream as a blank canvas. I consider myself a scientist, but I'm also an artist at the same time. So when I look at ice cream, I'm like, oh, you know, what can I do with this blank canvas? What can I do to make sure that people will love it? People will enjoy it. And so it's like I'm an artist, like stepping, sitting back, looking at a canvas and like throwing things at it and seeing what works. So I just love the way ice cream has no bounds. It's such an interesting science and it makes people salivate and want to come back for more and more and more. And I just love that I'm able to reach people through my passion and love for ice cream.
0: And how hard is it to come up with unique or different flavors? Like I know, you know, there is a creativity to that. So uh, how do you go about figuring out what flavors go
1: well together? Uh, what would be a good flavor? How does that work? See, so, you know, that's a really interesting question um, because what I might think tastes really good, like you may not think it tastes good and, so, and vice versa. So you know, when I'm working on new flavors, I kind of have to take a step back and take myself out of it. And I just make flavors that I think people in general will appreciate and like based on what else is maybe out there. And so I work, I mean, not necessarily I work, but I go to You know, whether it's mom and pop ice cream shops or restaurants, I go to fine dining restaurants to, you know, I travel the world, being able to taste products all over the world to be able to figure out, you know, what is it that people actually love, that people like, and that here in America we could really fall in love with as well. And so when it comes to a new flavor, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really know if this will work very well, but why not just give it a try? Because you never know where that balance might come through, but it's all about a balance. If you don't have that balance, if you have too much sharpness um, in some ways or too much subtleness in another way, but you're calling it a certain, a certain flavor, say you were calling it, you know, brown sugar something, but you never tasted brown sugar. that that wouldn't really resonate. And so you have to make sure that whatever you name it, whatever you're putting in there actually matches up. But then you also have to make sure that the product is beautiful because we eat with our eyes first. And so what's gonna draw us in is the way the product looks, the name of the product, and then the taste needs to match those as well, unless you're sort of kind of doing a play on things and you're like, hey, taste this, knowing that it doesn't match the color. And that's some fun things that we're able to do in ice cream as well. But in general, you kind of want things to be able to match the taste, match the name, because if you're going to the grocery store, and you're getting a pint of ice cream. You can't see the ice cream necessarily. And most most brands are just, you know, kind of a papered, um, uh, card cardboard pint um, in a, in a way in which you can't see inside of it. So you're going off of the name and the imaging on the outside alone. And so, you know, customers want to make sure that that product is going to be consistent with what they think it is.
0: And I know that I'm watching your um Instagram live this Sunday you encouraged people with the ice cream you were making to try like sea salt and cracked black pepper Yes. how did you determine that like something like that would really work in an ice cream you know something like I, I would never think of putting I mean I know they have like the sea salt caramel maybe but like literally sea salt and cracked pepper in an ice cream never would have dawned on me how did you know that those flavors might work well
1: yeah, you know, it's it's all about sort of taking what's out there already and bringing it back to a blank canvas like ice cream. For instance, I love like pistachios in my salad and I really enjoy um, putting, you know, a little bit of salt, a little bit of cracked black pepper with it. And it's always been a really good combination. And so it's like, oh, why not try that same thing on a sweet platform that and see how it can um, resonate with people. And so I just happen to really love that combination. So one day I just tried it and I actually really love pistachios with honey as well. And so it sort of just kind of melded together for me, but that's the beauty of, of ice cream and of food science in general, when you're making new flavors and making new products, you just try it and you see if it works. If it doesn't work, then, then that's okay. But in general, um, you know, I think it's like about you know, nine of 10 products that you're going to, you know, try to produce and put out there are not going to succeed. So it's not like everything that I do is successful. I kind of only show you guys uh, some of the flavors that I work on that are going to, that are going to work. But you know, the beauty of what I do on ice cream Sundays is that I'm able to get input from the community. So it's not just me that's, that's coming up with the flavors. I actually get input from the community to find out what do people want to taste? What do people want to make themselves? And then I teach them how to make it. Um, And that's the beauty of what I'm able to do on a platform like Instagram through Ice Cream Sundays with Dr. Maya um, and share the love of ice cream in a way that hasn't really been done before. Um, and also come into people's homes and put smiles on people's faces, but also have them push the envelope a little bit. I encourage people, it's never mandatory, but I encourage people to sort of push the envelope a bit, you know, see what it's going to taste like. And if you don't like it, no biggie, don't make it again. But, you know, it's always fun to kind of push the envelope a little bit.
0: And when you tell people you know, they, oh, hi, what do you, you know, like I'm, I'm Karen and I'm I'm am a, I'm a communications person. I'm a, I'm a writer, et cetera. What do people say to you when you introduce yourself and say that you're an ice cream scientist?
1: So when, when I tell people that I'm an ice cream scientist, most people actually cannot believe it. They do a double take. They're like, wait, what, huh? What, what did you say? Like, you're a what? No, n- no. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I love ice cream too. Does that make me an ice cream scientist? And I'm like, Well, I do love ice cream, but, you know, I went to school for, you know, six and a half years to get a PhD and I studied ice cream and people were like, what? No way. Like, why didn't I think of that? And I'm like, it's not too late. They're like, yes, it is. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's never too late. Um, But people just don't even realize that there's such a science, there's so much science behind ice cream, and that it actually can be something that you could make a career out of. Um, And people often just think that I make flavors of ice cream. And I'm like, no, I'm not a flavor chemist. I do make a lot of flavors of ice cream. But that's just a part of what I do. Um, A lot of what I do is using my knowledge um, in the microstructure, sensorial, behavioral properties, as well as formulation, development of ice cream and um, manufacturing of ice cream to be able to make amazing products um, across the globe. And so it's just very interesting kind of what people perceive that I do. And then when they find out what I do, they're like, whoa, I didn't even know there was that much science in ice cream. But that's one of the beautiful things about being a food scientist is that we're around food every single day like we eat food every day but we don't realize how much science goes into that food and that that food didn't just necessarily like appear like Cheerios did not necessarily just like appear one day like they had to be manufactured and made in order for them to be able to be you know shelf stable and be able to be poured into your cereal bowl and not get soggy right away Um, but that's the beauty of food science food engineers food microbiologists all of that wrapped into one it's just so incredibly uh, cool I'm just smiling from ear to ear right Now, just talking about it,
0: (laughs) and you know, I guess that's true. I never thought of that. We eat, you know, two, three, four times a day, and you don't think about the science that goes into the food that you're eating um, and what has to be done so that it is stable and can be on the shelves for a certain amount of time. And you know, like you said, some people don't want soggy. So, who wants cereal that you pour milk in and immediately it's soggy? So, Mm -hmm. I guess I never thought about. The science that goes along with just the foods that we eat on on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about. We've talked a little bit about the ice cream Sundays, but just going into a little bit more. Why was it something that you wanted to start? I love the way you started with a little dance party, and then we get to you know watch you make some really great ice cream, uh, and then we dance it out at the end. So
1: how long have you been doing that, and why was that something that you wanted to start? So I started ice cream studies with Dr. Maya on May 3rd, 2020. So it started in quarantine um, out of a desire to be able to share my love and passion of ice cream with people. I saw a lot of people in the beginning of quarantine, making a lot of bread, especially banana bread. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is everyone making banana bread? Like, what about ice cream? Like, I know it's only May, but like, it's it's basically summer ice cream. It's huge, huge, huge um, opportunity for ice cream in the summer. And so it's like, why aren't people making ice cream? And so I started doing a couple of posts on Instagram about ice cream and I wasn't really active in Instagram at this point. I was like becoming active. And I remember asking one day, like how many people have an ice cream freezer? And people like, I think about maybe a hundred people responded and, you know, only like two people had ice cream freezers. And I knew those two people and I was like, okay, so if I want to be able to tap into this um, opportunity to share my love and passion with the world and get people to make ice cream, I got to figure out a different way to do it because I can't do it with a traditional ice cream freezer because people don't have them. And so I would always known about no churn ice cream and I did not invent no churn ice cream by any by any means. I did, however, develop my own recipes uh, to be able to make my base that I that I love the most and be able to, you know, create different bases around that. And so. I, you know, just started playing around one day and I was like, I'm going to do a show on Instagram. I didn't even have a name for it when I first started it. I just kind of appeared on camera one Sunday (laughs) and I played music because I just wanted to like get hype and like get excited. And I'm in my apartment by myself. So I didn't have anyone. I didn't have anyone here to like hype me up or anything so the music was like you know a little dance party in the beginning to get people hyped, get people excited but it's also a way for me to express myself and so it's basically carried on since then but from episode one on May 3rd I think I've done about 18 or 19 episodes now Um, it's really been amazing it's a way for me to be able to share my love and passions with others as well as be able to provide an opportunity for people to you know do something that they can do together as a family or do something in which they're able to you know sort of take their mind off of some things or for something you know things that are hard for just a little bit of time but also just a way to be able to share you know my love of ice cream but also like hey ice cream science is a thing like it's not just like we're you know scientists are just in a lab all the time and we can't you know that stereotypical scientists in a lab you know we can't really communicate we kind of just work with our heads down and all of that kind of stuff it's like no scientists are so much more than that and also to show young people that hey look this is what a scientist looks like. Like, this is what a scientist is, this is what a scientist can be. Like, look how, look how diverse we are um, and in what we do. And so in so many ways, it's grown so many legs over the, over time. Um, And I'm just happy to be able to, like I said, come into people's kitchens on a weekly basis and be able to bring smiles and joy to their, to them, because it's just a really hard time um, in quarantine and, you know, this year has just been a really, 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 really difficult all around. So it's, if I can just have a little bit of joy. I can just spread a little bit of joy. You know, that's my goal. I just happen to do it through ice cream.
0: And you're right. This has been a really tough year. And um, like I said, watching it, it was just really exciting to watch. And you know, I'm gonna try this weekend uh, to make the vegan version of what you made on the episode that I watched. Um, but it was just, and it didn't take very long. Um, It was just really neat to watch. And I think I told you before we actually started uh, recording, I have a girlfriend who has three girls and I think they would absolutely love it. So I'm gonna definitely encourage them uh, to watch as well. And you really have an engaged audience. I've been on some Instagram lives where, There may be one or two people who kind of you know talk back with the person, but you have a really really engaged group there from what I could see. And so, what are some of the things that people are telling you, and what are some of the flavors maybe that they've wanted you to try uh, for ice cream Sunday?
1: Yes, I do have a really engaged audience, and I never knew from starting that I would have that much of an engaged audience because I didn't really know what I was doing in the beginning. Like in the very first episode, I was like welcome to my ice cream show and I was like I think I'm gonna call this Ice Cream Sundays with Dr. Maya just kind of like appeared in my head and then from then on it just kind of you know made itself a thing and you know the flavors that people ask people ask for all kind of stuff and some of them I'm able to really make like it's super easy and then other ones I'm like oh like I don't really know how to do that yet you know I'm gonna take a little bit more time to figure that out but you know one of the biggest 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 requests was coffee people wanted coffee ice cream like it wasn't like it wasn't no one's business. And so I was like, okay, I have to do coffee, ice cream, but that's just like a a must do. Um, People really want, um, because it's fall, you know, fall's coming, people really want something with apple. And so there's a, you know, definitely a lot of apple requests out there. So we're doing an apple um, in September as well. Um, And then with, you know, October coming and all of that, people really want, you know, pumpkin or sweet potatoes. So people are kind of getting, you know, seasonal right now, but in general, like, you know, people really, really want things with alcohol. (laughs) And so I try to throw in a little bit of alcohol here and there. Um, But you know, my goal is to be able to provide, you know, the best basis possible, which is just like the foundation of your ice cream. Um, And then be able to then inspire people to kind of throw in whatever kind of inclusions that they may want. So the inclusions are like your nuts or your, your caramel, your, your chocolate chips, your sprinkles, all of that. So, you know, my goal is to continue to you know, do as many unique and fun recipes as I possibly can, um, and you know, just see kind of where where it takes. And I, I just am super excited for the fall and winter because I think that the flavors there are really going to speak volumes to people. Because it's like, oh, we we drink eggnog in the you know around the you know December time holiday time, and it's like, oh, why not have an eggnog ice cream? Or you know, it's like, oh, we really are into you know pumpkin or sweet potatoes, and so that's kind of like a natural. You know, segue from what we tend to eat as sweets, as and then turn that into an ice cream as well. So, the audience is definitely engaged, and I'm just so grateful for them to come up with all the ideas that I'm able to put to put um, out there as well.
0: And I'm not sure if you know the answer to this to this question, but do you know? Are there a lot of ice cream scientists like in the United States, or or, or do you know? Like, are, are you? in a unique category or does do most ice cream places have ice cream scientists?
1: You know, I'm in a pretty unique category. Um, to be able to Get your PhD specializing in it. That's that's pretty unique. Um, it's not the, the most common uh, degree necessarily, um, or the most common field of study. Um, there are people. There are there are scientists that work at you know the big um, ice cream companies uh, that are out there that you see on the grocery store shelves. Um, and I'm not really sure if their training is actually in the science of ice cream, or their training was in some type of other dairy um, food or you know, some other, some other just science in general or some other food science in general, I'm not really sure, but we're pretty few and far between. Um, when I when I tell people who I am and what I do, they're like, what, like how, 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 like, like people you you don't, you don't meet ice cream scientists. It's not, it's not very common. And to be an African-American female ice cream scientist is definitely not common. <laughs> um, I've actually never met, an, never met another one. So I might be the only one. <laughs>
0: That's what I was wondering. I was about to ask you that. Do you think you're the only one? You may be the only, you know, especially African-American female uh, ice cream scientist. And that really uh, brings me to my next question. Have you ever had um, young girls of color really say, you know, tell me more about this or had the opportunity to really encourage them? You know, you talked about it a little bit earlier. This is what a scientist can look like. This is where science can take you. So have you had the opportunity to really kind of, preach that message or give that message to young girls coming up uh, who may look at you and say, wow, this is something I could do.
1: Yes, definitely. Karen, thank you so much for that question. Um, You know, this is why I do what I do. I, I didn't get my PhD just for me. I got it for people for young kids who, you know, want to aspire to be something, you know, beyond, beyond what they can see from their doorsteps or on television um, and to, you know, do it, do, I did it for all those people who were told that they couldn't. And, you know, one day, one day want to, or one day, you know, never have the chance to do, to even try again. And so for me, being able to share my love and passion with the world through um, the medium of like of ice cream and through Instagram, it's been, it's been really, really, really rewarding because I do have little girls. I do have little boys I even have parents in general, uh, telling me or saying to me, Oh, my gosh, like my child now wants to be an ice cream scientist, like they're only five, but they want to be an ice cream scientist. And, you know, them literally saying there's a little girl that I have on my Instagram page, who's literally saying, like, I want to be an ice cream scientist, just like Dr. Maya. And that to me is like, it brings me to tears. Because, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't have a role model in, in like that looked like me in the sciences. I I didn't know anyone that was an ice cream scientist or anything like that to even aspire to. So to be able to now be be that person and have that platform is just so incredibly humbling and rewarding. And, you know... Taking some some advice from the late the late and great uh Chadwick Boseman, um, you know he talked a lot about your purpose and you know living your purpose and not just living your purpose for you but being able to get it out there to others and I really do feel like you know ice cream is my purpose and I've been able to do really unique and cool things with ice cream. But the coolest and the coolest and most rewarding thing that I've been able to do with ice cream is to inspire the next generation. And I just cannot wait to see, you know, more and more and more ice cream scientists that come up. Um, and I've been able to, you know, do a couple of different outreach opportunities with young with students um, and through programs, like there's a program called Black Girls Code that I have an upcoming um, collaboration with, which I'm gonna be highlighted and teach the young girls how to make ice cream. And that there's, hey, there's an opportunity to become an ice cream scientist, or a Candy scientist, or or even just a scientist in general, that you never thought could could exist. Kind of think outside the box. Kind of think outside the scope of what we're always uh, introduced to. And so I just love this this platform that I'm that I've somehow uh, sort of am standing on all of a sudden uh, to be able to be that inspiration and be able to you know inspire young kids to follow their dreams.
0: And I think that's so important. You know uh, what you were talking about about really. Um understanding your passion, I think that um you know a lot of us looked back at you know chadwick's chadwick's speech when he was um at his alma mater and when he talked about that the importance of purpose. And to be able to say that ice cream has given you this platform, I, who would have ever thought that mm-hmm. on ice cream, you would be able to change the, the, the vision that young girls have for themselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so how did you get involved in just science in general? I know food science came a little later for you in college, but just getting into science in general. Um how did that happen for you because a lot of times we don't have the role models who let us know that of course especially the math and sciences are areas where we can excel also. So how did you get involved just in science in general?
1: So in general with with me with science I've always been drawn to it. So ever since I was a little kid, I remember asking my parents like Oh, can I get, you know, back in the day when we had GAC, <laughs> I used to beg my parents, can I please get the GAC? Can I please get stuff to make gak?" And I was like, you know, making my own slime back in the day. I remember having little chemistry sets where I would, you know, sort of play around with uh, making little I don't even know what kind of concoctions I would make, but I was always like kind of trying to make stuff. And so I always had this sort of inkling to be, to go into science and especially chemistry. I fell in love with chemistry in high school, but even before then, I remember um, as a kid, I was about six years old and I remember begging my parents, begging my parents for this little bitty ice cream maker. It was kind of like an easy bake oven, but like in, but like an ice cream maker form. Um, and it, it, like, I don't know, like I would get these little packets and I would open them up and like pour like either milk or water in there. And like all of a sudden, like I would have like some salt and, and some rock salt and some ice. And I would like, you know, churn my little my little handle. And I would, I don't know, come out with this product that we called ice cream. But I would never call it ice cream now now that I know what ice cream actually is. Um, and I definitely did not think that it was actually delicious or anything like that. But I was like, because I was being a chemist. And although at that time, at six years old, I didn't connect the dots on that. But I remember looking back at that and saying like, you know, I fell in love with what I wanted to do as a six year old little girl on the you know, floor of my of my house and, you know, making this like really like not so delicious ice cream product. Um, but, you know, when when I then am able to kind of, you know, traverse forward and I'm like, oh, wow, like I'm actually able to like do do something with it. I, I actually can be a scientist. My high school chemistry teacher, uh, Mr. Wallace, I give him so much credit because he knew how good I was at chemistry. He knew how in love with chemistry I was. And he made sure to sort of help me foster that. He was very, very um, good at making sure that, you know, he was, he allowed me to uh, show show my skills and not you know hinder me from showing my skills and my parents and my family were always just so supportive. I remember my my, my parents saying to me when I was a kid, Maya, you can do anything and everything you want to do. Like the sky isn't even a limit. Like you can do whatever you want to. You can do and be whatever you want to do in life. And I've taken those with me all the way through college, all the way through graduate school. I mean, I've always had teachers and or peers or family members who've always just been so encouraging in what I do and how I do what I do. And so you know, with all of that, I've just been able to continuously push myself forward um, because I have the support to do so. So I just encourage people to make sure you surround yourself with people who support you, but also who are going to challenge you. And believe you me, when I told my parents I was going to no no longer be a sports medicine doctor, and I was going, because that was the route that I was basically going down in college, and that I was going to instead, you know, research ice cream, they were like, what like what are you going to do and I was like I'm going to become an ice cream scientist and they're like okay what are you going to do with that and I was like I don't know it doesn't matter. I'm going to be happy. And that's what, that was been my ultimate goal. Like this whole entire journey is happiness. Happiness is so key and ice cream, no matter what happens to me on a daily basis, I always know that ice cream will make me so incredibly happy and that will never change. <laughs> um, and so I just, I just love the fact that I've been able to combine my love for science, my love for, uh, I love to teach my love for teaching and my love for ice cream kind of in one little bundle. Um, and, and I've been able to, you know, go, go from there, but being able to have the teachers, the professors um, to support me and be able to do anything and everything I want to do in life is key uh, to be able to be where I am today.
0: I think that's so true. We all have to really have people who are supporting and pushing us um, to be the best we can. And you answered my question. I was going to ask you what your parents thought when you said, I'm going to be an ice cream scientist. Uh, so now that you've gone down this path and you've been able to really turn into career, what do they think of your job as an ice cream scientist?
1: Oh my gosh. My parents now are like all over it. They're like, they're so proud. They're so in love. Like they're just, they're just, yeah, they're just really, really, really supportive. Um, And they've really been able to see how I've taken that, the the, the drive that I have to be the best me um, and be able to capture that in a way. Um, in which I'm able to really, you know, make a difference in the world, and not just make ice cream, but actually, truly make a difference. I just use ice cream as my, um, you know, medium and through which I, I communicate. But you know, my my real purpose is being able to go out there, follow your dreams, be happy, be able to inspire um, other people, to be able to be the, to be able to be their best selves. And so my parents are so happy. Um, I'm so happy that I, that I make them proud. Um, I actually just had the opportunity. Um, to film a segment on the third hour of today on the Today Show. And, you know, my parents were just overjoyed that, you know, they're able to see their, you know, their little girl um, be able to continuously live out her dreams of, of sharing the love and passion of ice cream with the world. And to, you know, show people that, hey, look, you can think outside the box and do anything and everything you want to do in life, because there are no limits unless you put them on there yourself.
0: And I'm sure that has to be so exciting. Did you ever think, that this platform would take you to places like the third hour of today or, um, you know, the article, like I know there've been several articles written on you. Cause that's, that's where I found out mm-hmm. about you. It was an article I read. So did you ever think that this, this platform of ice cream would be able to take you to places like, you know, um, uh, going to be on the third hour of today?
1: You know, Karen, it's a really interesting question because for the past like ten years, I've always just had this this desire, sort of this this like um, thing in my in my heart. That's like I need to be able to share my love and passion with the world, like some way, somehow. I don't know how it's gonna be. I don't know how it's gonna go, but I somehow have to do it. And so I knew that one day I'd be able to do it. I just didn't know how, when, where, or why. So to be able to share it on the third hour of today where you know the, the you know, the US cause, you know, eyes on eyes on me kind of thing, um, it's just, you know, I'm just so humbled and I'm so incredibly overjoyed to be able to you know you know be the, be the vessel through which people are able to connect um I never would have re- I never would have guessed that um, but I always knew that I wanted to be able to share my science with with more than just you know a direct kind of a relationship with a person that I'm standing next to. I knew that I wanted to get it out there more. Um, and there's an article actually that was written, I think it's back in 2015, um, right after I did uh, The Amazing Race, the television show, on the reality show on CBS. Um, I finished that, I think, back in 2014, but I think the article was written in 2015 from Univers- University of Wisconsin-Madison, where I got my degree. Um, And, you know, it's an article about, you know, basically me kind of my, my, my next journey and that being, you know, being able to spread, you know, the love and joy of what I do through television. And so, so much of what I've been doing, I guess, over the years has all kind of I guess kind of come into one. I just never realized how it would happen, but I've always had this desire, this yearning inside of my heart to be able to share my love and passion with others, but never knew how I would do it so again i, I I'm so honored, I am so incredibly overjoyed and humbled to be able to um you know be be the person that can bring bring and spread joy during this really difficult time and you know, I I take it with, with much pride and I'm just so, so incredibly happy. And I'm, you know, so happy that you're able to read the article. I don't know if it was Blavity or, um, the Daily Mail. I don't know which article you read, but I'm happy that you read it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it may have been Blavity.
0: Um, I'm not sure though. And I, I was just so fascinated. I was like, I have got to talk to her. This is just, just because of course, like most people I'm going, she's a what? You know, I mean, so just to, to have the opportunity, you know, as I did a little more research and found a couple more articles, I just thought this is really cool. And again, because obviously what we do on In My Shoes is to talk to, you know, inspiring women who can really, um, you know, we can take a journey in, into their shoes to see what it is that they're doing, um, because it can be inspirational. You know, you never know who's going to listen to this and be inspired. You never know who watched the third hour of today, what young girl may be able to see that and really be inspired by, if it's not to be an ice cream scientist, it's to be something else that maybe she never thought was possible. Um, so, you know, that's part of the goal of why we do the show is just to really allow people to learn more about we as women of color, because we can do all kinds of things that people have no idea we're doing. So oh, sure. I'm glad I read it too, because it was just like, this is really cool. Oh, no. so, Thank yeah. you. Thank
1: yeah, you. I, really I just, really cool. Yeah. I just appreciate it. You know, it's, it's it's just very um it's it's just a very unique i guess job that i'm in but i also love to tell love to share with people that i don't even consider myself to have a job or a career i consider what i do to be a lifestyle my lifestyle is ice cream that that is what it is and anything and everything with regard to ice cream is pretty much what i love and what i do um, whether it's travel when i travel i go eat ice cream when i go out to eat i go have ice cream when i i mean i have other food too but you know it kind of always like involves a little bit of ice cream in some way shape or form so it just happens to be the lifestyle that i've chosen in that I've been able to look at through a different lens. Um, often what I, what I talk about is being able to see opportunities and possibilities through a different lens. So ice cream has been around for centuries. I did not invent ice cream. I do not take any credit for inventing ice cream. I was not even born when ice cream was invented. But I do look at ice cream a lot differently than the normal person does. So I encourage everyone to look at whatever it is that they have, whatever it is that they're in love with, it makes their eyes light up, makes their tube socks go up and down, and look at it through a slightly different lens and see where that other angle can take you. So at the end of the day, the ice cream industry in the U.S. is like a $13.5 billion industry. It's massive. It's a massive industry. And so how can someone like me be able to come in and sort of, you know, kind of not flip it on its head by any means, but sort of, you know, look at it through a different angle and get other people to look at it through a different angle too. Um, But I don't see ice cream as just a scoop of ice cream and like a sweet creamy treat. Yes, it is a scoop of ice cream. It is very sweet, very creamy, very delicious. But I also look at ice cream as possibilities, as opportunity. I look at it as my talent, just like you know Serena Williams is an amazing tennis player. I hope she wins the U.S. Open. Um, but just just like that, me you too. Know, <laughs> yes, yay! Uh, number twenty-four. Let's go. Um, but you know, I look at I look at ice cream as my talent. Um, I, I I've honed in on this talent. I've studied it to be able to make sure that I am an expert in it in a way in which no one can ever take that away from me. And yes, I'm I'm learning new things every single day every single moment to become that much smarter that much wiser that much more gifted at my craft and so I encourage people whatever it is that they that they're in love whatever it is that they want to do in life look at it through a slightly different lens and see where it can take you because it's still ice cream within the day but I look at it so differently than the average person does which is how I've been able to um, you know grow myself in this in this lifestyle, um, also in this, you know, food that, that, that we all just love to eat. So, yeah.
0: So really quickly, I just wanted to ask you one of the other things, um, I think we kind of mentioned briefly when we were setting up the interview that you're a part of something called ice cream for change. Can you tell Mm -hmm. me a little bit
1: about that? Yes, so Ice Cream for Change um is a platform that myself and Miss Mona Lipson um on Instagram. She's at Miss Mona Makes Ice Cream. Uh, we started um as a way to be able to bring more awareness um to social justice issues that are plaguing our community and also to be able to get the ice cream community around um such platforms to be able to support um the organizations that are leading leading the fight against against these um injustices and you know racial um uh, issues that we have, especially here in America. And so we were really inspired from Baker's Against Racism, which was um a platform that came out in early June, where they had bakers from around the world be able to come together and raise funds uh, to be able to fight, to be able to, you know, help fight against racism. And we wanted to start Ice Cream for Change with a similar um, desire to be able to bring ice cream makers from all over the, the world, and you know, especially the U.S. together, to be able to, you know, stand up for civic action and social change. And our first um, initiative was back in July, we did um, on National Ice Cream Day, which was July nineteenth. Um, we had about 130 plus ice cream makers from around the U.S., including territories and including Canada, actually as well, um, to be able to come together and you know support organizations by raising funds uh, through donations and through sales of ice cream to be able to donate those funds to organizations helping to lead the lead the fight against racial racial inequalities and uh, systemic and structural. Um, changes that need to occur in our society and we want to be able to use ice cream as a force for good and you know ice cream is a sweet treat it's it's fun it's it's engaging and we eat it all the time we eat a ton of ice cream and so it's like why not use this thing that brings people together like I mentioned earlier it knows no boundaries it, it, it has it has no no select like oh I'm only gonna go eat I'm only gonna only be eaten by these people it's like no anyone and everyone eats ice cream or some form of frozen aerated desserts like ice cream and so we wanted to be able to use that to break the barriers, break the boundaries. It doesn't matter who's serving you, what that person looks like. You're going to have it with a smile on your face and enjoy it. And so we want to continue to use those, um, use ice cream as a force for good. Um, And we're continuing to do that. We're taking a little bit of a break right now, but we'll get started again um, in the coming months to be able to, you know, continue uh, getting uh, information out there about ice cream for change and, you know, getting people to get out there and vote and all of that kind of stuff.
0: That sounds really, really exciting. So uh, you think your next initiative will probably be then to just get people out for the general election, you think, will be the yes. next thing you guys do?
1: Yes, I think that's going to be the next thing that we do, which which is basically kind of starting now. <laughs> um, to get people to get out there and, you know, make sure you're registered. Make sure you get your um, application in for your absentee ballot early if you have to vote absentee. And if you do go vote in, in person, make sure that you, you know... Are doing it safely, and you know all of that kind of stuff. Especially this day and age, where everything is just different because of COVID, um, we really want to be able to use the platform to encourage people to get out there and vote. We're not saying vote in, vote one way or the other. That's you know everyone has a political choice to make. But everyone, you know, use your right to vote because your voice does matter. Um, but we have other initiatives that we'll be working on for 2021 as well that will continue to spread spread joy, spread love, but also you know really tackle um, try to tackle some actual issues. And not just use ice cream as a sweet treat, but also as a force for good to make those uh, systemic and structural changes that need to be made so that we can be treated, not just with equality, but equity. Um, Because at the end of the day, um, I'm an African-American female, and I still don't know why. I I sometimes can go, you know, whether it was school or work, and I, I don't see anyone that looks like me. And you know, it's still, you know, is, is very odd that, you know, we, we have students that don't even know, you know, that they, that they can do things beyond their doorstep um, because of things that they're not introduced introduced to because of the way that society has sort of grouped grouped them. And so I feel like I have a responsibility with the platform that I do have to continue to encourage young people. And if I can do that through ice cream, Believe you me Karen I'm doing it and I know Mona is right there next to me so I cannot wait to be able to you know continue to work with Mona on this and you know see where things take us
0: and I completely agree with that I think it's sad that in 2020 so many of our so many of us are still in professions where we don't see any person of color at all I mean I've been in communications my entire career and I can count on one hand the number of times. There was more than just me in the department for Mm -hmm. communications, so I can only imagine in science um, that that is something that you probably run into a lot. And it's really neat to be able to use your right ice cream is is a universal treat and a great way to get people to the table to be talking about how we can affect change um, for all of us Um, through something that so many of us, no matter our color love to eat. I mean, you know, all kinds of people eat ice cream, as you said. So I think that's really great. And I'm excited to see what you guys will be doing in 2021. So I'll be sure to make sure I put the website for Ice Cream for Change in the show notes when uh, I get ready to uh, release this episode. Um, and so we're winding down. I cannot believe it's almost been, we've almost been on here an hour. Oh, wow. was <laughs> amazing to me when I get it. I know, right? <laughs> it doesn't feel like, like, no, it. No, we've been on here 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a really great conversation, but I have to ask. So What is the most unique ice cream flavor you've ever tried?
1: Ooh, most unique ice cream I've ever ever tried. Um, let's see, unique, unique and delicious. Um, I would say probably an ice cream that's like a beet ice cream with goat cheese, honey, pistachios, uh, cracked sea salt. I mean, cracked black pepper and sea salt. I'm bringing in that black pepper. That black pepper. That black Pepper and sea salt again. Um, But yeah, that one is definitely really unique and really good. But beets are are already sweet. So it kind of makes sense in my head that beets should go to ice cream. And they're a vibrant like fuchsia color in ice cream. So they are absolutely gorgeous. Um, And then... Another ice cream that I think is really unique that I didn't make but that I've had is like this. It's from a um, gelato place out in Italy. I forget the name of the place. It's in uh, Nice, France. I Sorry, it's not in Italy. It's in in Nice, France. And it is a tomato basil sorbet. Really good, really interesting. I don't even like tomatoes like that, but but the sorbet was really, really, really good. So, yeah. I, those are my answers off the top of my head, but I'm sure I have other ones. I've had some unique ones that aren't really good too, like Dorito ice cream, not my thing. Um, peanut butter with sriracha ice cream, yeah, not ice cream. Yeah, yeah, just just not my thing. So there's just something that the, that the artist should keep away from ice cream.
0: <laughs> wow. So, but I can't imagine. There's no way. That, first of all, I don't even know if anybody would have been able to get me to try it. But um, I just can't believe that beets and goat cheese would go in ice cream. Like oh, I know never-
1: <laughs> it's Karen is so good. It's so good. I just can't be- even imagine it. Beets, be- roasted, roasted beets are in general. Like I love roasted beets. And then if, like I eat the way that I eat them in ice cream is the way that I eat it plain, like out of ice cream too. So I'll take, I'll roast beets and I'll take, um, a little bit of goat cheese, some honey, sea salt, pistachios, cracked black pepper. And I'll just, I just literally transform that same dish into ice cream. And it's really good. Like, I know it may not seem good, but if you're not a beet lover, then you won't necessarily like it. But if you're a beet lover, you'll say, oh, wow, like this is good.
0: <laughs> so is that a recipe somewhere that somebody can find to try? Did you do that on your ice cream Sunday? Or was that just something you thought, I'm going to try this and see how it goes?
1: I haven't done it on ice cream sundaes, but people have requested it. So I've made it no churn. I just haven't put it on ice cream sundays, and I haven't like just put it out there. But I think I need to put it out there because like a lot of people have asked. I just haven't had the time to like write it up because when I did it, I didn't like measure anything. I just kind of did it. (laughs) So I need to go back and make it again in order to give people the right measurements to actually be able to make it. But it's basically just roasted beef. roasted beet you just puree it and then you put that into the ice cream base and you freeze it and then you top it with the toppings you don't put the toppings in the um inclusions in there already. I don't think the goat cheese will freeze very well like that. So I, I wouldn't put that in there like that. But yeah, I need to put it up there. I need to put it on my website so that people know that they can make it because it is really, really, really cool. It's it's very earthy. Um but I, I just I love beets. So for me it totally works. Um but again that's the beauty of ice cream is it doesn't have to work for anyone and everyone. That's why there's so many different ice cream flavors and that's why there's people like me out there to try new things and create new things and introduce people to new things that they even know that they would maybe like or even existed.
0: Well, I haven't seen Dorito ice cream on the market, so I think it's, it's <laughs> probably safe to say that most people thought that did not taste good at all. I just don't even know. But again, I didn't think beets and goat cheese would go, but I don't know why anybody would think Dorito flavor in an ice cream would ever taste good. Oh but yeah, hey, like you said, different strokes for different folks, I guess.
1: Ketchup ice cream is like the, like the worst for me though. I've had ketchup ice cream. That was not good at all, just FYI. <laughs> ketchup ice cream. Not, I guess people, hey,
0: well, I guess you said you can try it at least once. And if it doesn't work, you know, (laughs) go back to the drawing board, I guess. (laughs) So, the last question for me I know we talked about some of the unique ones you've tried, but what is your, and you may not have one, you may have more than one, but what is your absolutely favorite ice cream flavor?
1: Ooh, so on like a typical day, if I'm just like making ice cream for myself and I just want it to be super quick and easy, I'm a cookies and cream girl. And I, it's like a day or two after it's made, it's like the best flavor, the best texture. Cause over time, ice cream really does sort of need to melt together. The flavors need to melt together a little bit more. And so like two days after I make it, it's like amazing. And the Oreos are just like just the right texture. So I'm a big cookies and cream fan. But when I make ice cream, like for like a special occasion, um, I make a double buttered can Candy pecan ice cream with like a mexican and bourbon vanilla or indonesian and bourbon vanilla or sorry, indonesian and mexican vanilla um that give it really um nice warm uh, notes to the to the vanilla base with like a low overrun so like maybe like 40% air in the ice cream with some delicious um homemade buttered and candied pecans with some sea salt oh karen it is so good That's my, like, real go-to ice cream if I, like, really feel like making, like, for real, for real, for real. But that recipe I can't give away because it is, like, my top secret. I developed it actually back in graduate school, um, and I've had it ever since. And it definitely um, is uh, uh, jewel-worthy, let's just say that.
0: Well, it sounds really good. Maybe one day, wherever life is taking you, you'll get to create that and put it into stores so that some of us can try it. I don't know, because it sounds
1: amazing. (laughs) It
0: sounds really, really good. Um, So I just wanted to thank you for uh, agreeing to this interview. This has been uh, really exciting. Um, I've learned a lot. And I hope that uh, people who get a chance to listen to it, especially um young people, I'm, you know, hoping that moms and dads will have their their sons and daughters listen to this and just be inspired by what you can do and where life can take you. And who, you know, who knew that ice cream would give you such an amazing platform. Um, and I'm sure that there are things, other things that people love to do that could do the same for them. So I just wanted to thank you again for being my guest today. Uh, that's all the time we have for this edition of In My Shoes. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about, or if you have a question for Dr. Warren that you'd like for me to pass along, you can hit me up at KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. Again, that's KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. That's all the time we have for today. And until we have a chance to meet again, be blessed.